Sponsored by Wilkin and Sons, established in 1885. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the podcast from World Radio Gardening. This programme brought to you by Tiptree, preserves of distinction. Well, Ken Crowther has been out and about to Tiptree, to the fruit farms, looking at the orchards, looking at fruit, as you'd expect. He caught up with Dan. I'm out on the farm and I'm with uh, Dan Waskett, one of the farm managers here. Now, Dan, we're standing in front of a fruit tree. Mm-hmm. Now, he's got some pretty ugly fruit. So, come on, what am I standing in front of? You're standing in uh, front of a quince, quince tree um, in our orchard. <laughs> um, we're just waiting for the, the first frost of the season before we pick the fruit. Now, they really are a pretty ugly fruit, aren't they? I mean, they're, they're not really like an apple. They're not really like a pear. They're possibly... If I look at it, they're like a combination, aren't they, between an it apple is, it's and in a the same, It's in the same family. So, so it's in the same family as the pear or the apple or a mix? Both. It's both. Because mm. they really are an odd-looking thing. Now, they're looking yellow. Yep. So you'd think they were ripe, wouldn't you? Yes, yeah, so you would. So if I cut and ate it, would it be sweet? It would it'd taste nice, but then shortly after the, the nice taste, your mouth starts to get an unusual sensation. But... Um, that's why we always wait for the first frost of the season to allow the fruit to blet slightly before we process them for the jelly. Now, blet, blet means what? Rotting. Just basically rotting, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> it's just a posh way of saying rotting. So, but you have to leave them on the tree until that happens, yes. is that right? Yeah. Is there a reason for that? I mean, you know, if it were me, I'd think, oh, well, I can pick them all, put them in a tray and then wait for the frost. Doesn't work? No, you need the frost just to help break down the fruit a little bit, just to soften the fruit because it's like rock hard. It's strange, isn't it? Mm. I'm, I'm just trying to get my head around it because it really is a difficult one to think about. So we've got this ugly yellowy fruit. You wait for a first frost. How do you tell then? You might say, oh, frost. Okay, I've had a frost. How do you then pick a fruit and, and know roughly when it's ready? Is because it, it, will, soft, it softens. It soften. yeah. So you what, you stick your fingers in it? Yeah, you just sort of squeeze it and if it, <laughs> if it gives and then you know you can start to pick them and then we send them over to the fruit preparation area in the factory. Absolutely incredible. Is it an easy tree to grow? I mean, is it, is it one that needs a lot of pruning, a lot of care? Does it get diseases? Don't see it. It looks quite healthy. It's, yeah, yeah, it's quite healthy, yeah. We're quite, we're quite fortunate over here on, on the farm. It's the same with our, with our mulberries. We just allow them to do what they need to do and we seem to be quite fortunate with them. They've been here for years as well, haven't oh, they? Oh, yes. I mean, the mulberry trees have been here for 100 and, around 140 years. I'm not too sure how long these have been here for, for but they look probably around the same sort of era. Similar sort of era, yeah, yeah. aren't they? So... So we've got something here. Would, I wonder whether someone would grow them in their back garden. They could grow them in their back oh, garden, yes. couldn't they? Yes, of course. Yeah. And, and they could do the same process. They could then make their own jelly. Yes, of course, yeah. Now, you know what? You've got your work cut out this year. Waiting for the frost, I reckon. I think so, Because this yes. autumn is funny autumn, isn't it? Yes, it is a funny autumn. I don't think we're going to have a winter this year. <laughs> I think it's going to buy a pass and head straight back to summer. So... No, because then it won't, you won't get the frost on the fruit, will it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really fascinating. So um, I look forward to coming back and then seeing that this fruit is cleared in a frost perhaps in a month's time and then it will be in the process and being made into delicious preserves. Yes, of course, yeah. I mean, it would be nice for you to come and see that process as well if you wanted to. I will wait with bated breath for the frost and then I'll give you a call. Definitely. Come down. Ken Crowder at Tiptree talking to Dan, one of the farm managers. Isn't it strange how half of us are still mourning the lack of sunshine and the warmth that we had over the summer? And what a summer. And every farmer, grower and gardener wants frost, eh? 
It'll come soon enough. You're listening to World Radio Gardening, this edition brought to you by Tiptree. Now, Jeff Hodge and Ken have been chewing over the fat as far as the weather's concerned and the fact that we've had very little rain for as long as most of us can remember. Across the country... Other than Scotland, I think Scotland had a fair bit of rain. Yeah, there's been it? a bit in the in the in the far west. My my home country of uh, of Wales, I think, has has had a bit, and down in Somerset, which basically means that if your soil is quite dry, um, you know, t- traditionally you would plant your spring flowering bulbs. Generally speaking, September, October. But people haven't, have they? If the soil is too dry, you can't you can't dig the holes. No. So, and also, the bedding's been looking good right into the autumn because we it? haven't had any severe frosts. So yeah, so everything's a little bit um, sort of delayed, if you like. But November or end of October, November, still good times to plant bulbs, whether it's daffodils or tulips. And a good time to get your bedding plants in, your spring flowering bedding plants, providing that they're well established. What a lot of people do is that they put tiny little plug plants in in October, November and wonder, wonder why they, they don't flower. Why they don't flower in winter. <laughs> You've got to get a good sized plant that already has its flower buds in place before the cold weather arrives. Otherwise, they will not flower in winter. They'll flower in spring when they've grown a bit, but they won't flower in winter unless they've got their flower buds in place. So that's quite important. And uh, really, it's it's. I always like to ask you, because it's something you always predict, do you predict a cold winter? <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I don't do <laughs> predictions anymore. I met someone the other day, actually, who I think it was a farmer, and I was talking about weather to him, and he said, I, I wonder whether actually severe winters have disappeared. And you do wonder, don't you? Because... Well, there was, a, there was a recent conference where they were looking at climate change and gardening, um, and, and they're looking far advanced, admittedly, but they were reckoning by 2050 we will never have another frost. There will be no more frost. The, 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 the winters will be a lot warmer. The summers will be a lot warmer. Generally, everything will be warmer. But because of that, we'll never have a frost again. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. Because that will change the way we garden completely, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. But also the fact that it might affect things because... Um, yes, you need cold spells, plants, don't they? Well, things like apples... Black blackberries, cherries yes. need a cooling period if they're going to fruit well. So we may not be able to grow fruits. Our lawns may disappear because they won't like that that warm weather all, all the, the time. All the time, because we're nearly cutting lawns all year anyway, aren't we? Absolutely, yeah. And then who knows what exotic pests we'll get? You know, all coming in from. Aren't all, we all, cheerful? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's you need to think ahead, and that's why. And that's why they had this conference, and that's why they were looking that far ahead. Because sometimes, especially if you. You know, you work in parks or, or large gardens. You have to think that far ahead to, to plan what's going to happen. So really, listen to World Radio Gardening for the up-to-date news on what's happening in the future. Absolutely. Ken Crowther talking to Jeff Hodge about the weather. And remember to listen to World Radio Gardening for the up-to-date news of what's happening. Isn't that my job? Sponsored by Wilkin & Sons. Established in 1885. Well, earlier in the programme, Ken Crowther was speaking to Dan at Tiptree in the fruit fields. He continued his tour there in the Mulberry Orchard, where he met Liz. They really are quite strange, aren't they, the mulberries, because they're leaning over, some of them are laying down, but they're still growing really vigorously, aren't they? Yes, they're very old trees. They grow, yes, they're funny trees. Funny, funny shapes now. All cropped, all made yes. into what now? We make mulberry conserve from them usually. So that's all done and dusted, as they say. Yes, depending on the on the crop each year, we um, it see, we see how the the crop goes. So that, that's actually an interesting one because, in fact, I, I hear this a lot up here: is that sometimes the fruit actually just runs out and you can't do anything about it. 
and that I know little Scarlet occasionally you run out at the end of the season don't you and then have to wait for the next season to start yes it's a problem with the harvest I suppose we should make, um, the, should make the jars worth much more money you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's popular now, stuff it's popular stuff we're standing in front of here now um, an, another unusual tree aren't we and yes. this is the quince, isn't it? This is our medlar tree. Sorry, this is the medlar. I'll get it right in the end. <laughs> Medlar's quinces. This is the medlar. Now, the medlar, again, small fruit, a bit like a sort of um, strange-shaped small apple. Yes, yes, they're very unusual, very strange-looking fruits, part of the apple family. So they're quite unusual to look at. Rock hard. I'm just feeling yes. them here. Rock hard and brown. Yes. Uh, as we said, ugly, sort of yes. hollow shape. Now these what what happens to these because they're still on the tree yes so we we pick these we similar to the quince we wait for the first frost we pick them and then they um they're stored and we wait till they they blet which is again going rotten yes it, it does yes. seem funny that you've got two fruits that we're talking about today that both we have to wait till basically they're rotten which right. is a bit strange isn't it yes it is yes it's an unusual process but they're they're a very hard fruit so yes they they soften up and you wait till they you squeeze them and they ooze through your fingers and then you know that they're they're ready to be processed now what are these processed into we make a medlar jelly which is uh, a very nice uh, taste of a spiced apple so you would use that as you would a an apple sauce so, so nice with cheese as a, a glaze for meat Various different things. So very nice good taste. as we go sort of autumn into winter, is that when it becomes popular? Yes, more popular seasonally around, yes, when the weather starts to get a bit cooler, lots of people like their cheese and meats with, with a nice sweetness to them. So is that what all the sort of, in a way, the fruits at this time of the year are used for? Is it more winter, do you think? I would say yes. We've got the, the quince and the and the medlar. They're, I mean, they're, they're nice all year round, but probably they're, they're more popular for, um, for yeah, aut autumnal feasts autumnal feasts <laughs> you make it sound like the romans and of course we were you know the, the, some of these trees were brought brought and grown by the romans weren't they yes yes i wonder what they're using for do you think they made jellies and um, possibly no. you reckon no <laughs> booze i reckon Probably. <laughs> so again ancient trees a lot of them it's lovely to see that a farm you know that's been established so long here in tiptree it's still got these trees that have been here for you know ages and ages isn't it yes yes we we do our best to, to look after them and very proud of them so we look forward to autumn enjoying the jellies and preserves that are made from the autumn fruits really isn't it yes absolutely if those trees could talk eh? Well, that's it. Uh, that brings to an end this podcast from World Radio Gardening, this edition brought to you by Tiptree. Visit our website regularly for the latest podcast. We are World Radio Gardening. Thank you for listening. This programme was sponsored by Tiptree Fruit Growers and Preservers, established in 1885.